Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're exploring the book of 2 Peter and learning what it means to grow in grace. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Hey, guys, welcome back. Thanks for joining us again today for a new episode of Everyday Truth. Want to show you perhaps my ugliest mug, if not my ugliest, one of my ugliest mugs. Look at this. Is that ugly or what? It's a. It's for those of you that are listening. It's it's the bottom half of a man's face has a weird looking mustache, and I mean, in order to drink from this mug, you're kind of like drinking from the top half of this guy's head. So I know one of you gave this to me. It is a nice talking point, but I do struggle struggle drinking coffee out of that mug. But thought I'd show it to you today. Nonetheless, we are in. Uh, Second Peter chapter two, talking about some of the characteristics of these false teachers who are willing to merchandise uh, people in local churches. They're willing to give a false message because they just want to get gain. They have the the most base of motives. They're they're not saved. Uh, they are walking according to their flesh. They despise authority. They don't want anyone to tell them what to do. They're not afraid to criticize uh, others, especially authorities. They just live for themselves. And, and watch how the Bible goes on to describe them. The end of verse 12 says, they shall utterly perish in their own destru- in their own corruption. Uh, what What ultimately destroys people that spend their lives feeding themselves, spending their lives pursuing their own lusts. They destroy themselves, uh, their own addictive behavior, uh, their own dead ends that they pursue. It ends up destroying them. It's the proverbial drunk. It's the proverbial drug addict. But but the, uh, and all the more respectable sins where we hide those things so uh, carefully and yet people are they they perish in their own corruption uh, the consequences the built-in consequences of sin destroy look at verse number 13 the bible says and not only will they perish in their own corruption they shall receive the reward of unrighteousness So there is a payment for righteousness and there is a reward for unrighteousness. And the Bible says they shall receive the reward of unrighteousness, verse number 13, as they that count it pleasure to riot in the daytime. So typically you think about riotous behavior, the party life, carousing, the nightclub, you think about all of that at, at night in, in, in dark corners, in dark rooms. And yet the Bible says these are so ensconced in their sin that they counted pleasure to riot in the daytime. Uh, in front of, they don't care who sees them. They don't care what they do. I mean, they're so addicted to, they're so driven by their sinful behavior and their life of lust and sin that they do it right out in the open without blushing. Verse number 13 again, that they that count it, uh, let me see here, the pleasure to riot in the daytime, watch what it says, spots they are. And blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you. 
So uh, they are living lives. Of, they're, they're like, a, they're like a, a big spot or a blemish on a physical body. Uh, they're not a productive member of the body. They're, they're a blemish. They're, they're a wart. They're a, a rash. And then the Bible says they sport themselves with their own deceivings. In other words, they, they just go on in a lighthearted, winsome way uh, because they ha- are living in complete self-deception. They can't see that they're walking off the edge of the cliff. They can't see that they're signing their own death certificate. They can't see it. Uh, They're sporting themselves with their own deceivings, the Bible says, uh, while they feast with you. So they they are uh, deceptive. They are self-deluded. And they are doing everything they can to infect you with their behavior. They want to rub off on you. They want to spend time with you. They want to merchandise you. Verse number 14, having eyes full of adultery. One of the ways by which Peter highlights the character of these false teachers is to say that they have eyes full of adultery. Uh, literally, they, they see every woman as potential adultery. They, they, they can't look at the opposite sex with any level of purity. You know, in their mind, they're, they're thinking these evil and sensual thoughts. In their mind, uh, they're always uh, fantasizing and imagining. They have eyes full of adultery. They're driven by their lust. And their lust has become their lens. What a, what a sad thing. They're driven by their lust and their lust has become their lens. Remember what Paul told Titus, unto the pure, all things are pure, but unto the defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure because even their mind and conscience is defiled. So when the heart is sinful, when the lens through which we see the world and see others is is sinful, then all we can do is is uh, think these sinful thoughts and have these sinful desires. The eyes full of adultery. What picturesque language that is. And then the Bible says in verse number 14, and that cannot cease from sin. So because they're driven this way, because they're predisposed, because they're unsaved and ruled by their flesh, the Bible says they can't help themselves. They may want to stop. They may see uh, the increasing slope of the hill that they're plummeting down, but they can't stop. Uh, Over and over and over again, they give themselves over to the addiction of their sin. They give themselves into the addiction of their lust. They can't stop. They are, they are entirely trapped by themselves. Uh, they're going to be destroyed by their own corruption. Uh, verse number uh, 14 again, that they have eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls. So all the while, they're telling people, oh, this is great. Oh, this is the life. Oh, you've got to do it my way. Oh, follow me. And they're beguiling the unstable. Uh, Paul talked about this to the Ephesian church in Ephesians chapter 4, when he said that we've got to grow up unto him in all things. We, we can't be tossed to and fro like children. 
uh, that are that uh, that are tossed like like the, like the rogue waves uh, of of an ocean, or uh, that we are taken captive by cunning craftiness, whereby the false teachers lie and wait to deceive. No, we've got to be schooled by the truth. Uh, we've got to know what we believe and why we believe it. Why? Because that. It is going to provide stability. But these false teachers, they're after the, they're beguiling unstable souls, new Christians and uh, ungrounded Christians that are looking at that like the wow lifestyle. Wow, there's I can be famous even in church. Wow, I can, uh, I can live for myself even in church. Wow, they're beguiling unstable souls, these false teachers. And then the Bible says in verse 14, a beguiling unstable souls and heart they have exercised with covetous practices, cursed children and heart they have exercised with covetous practices. The word here exercise is a word used in the Bible to describe physical exercise. Uh, for instance, Paul talked about that with Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2. He gave that great illustration in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 about fighting and running. The Olympic athletes of that day would exercise themselves in their discipline. Why was a great javelin thrower great? Because he exercised. Uh, why was a great runner great? Because he exercised. Why was a great weightlifter so strong? Because he exercised day after day. Habits. Uh, of exercise uh, created excellence and until now the muscle memory takes over and this is what I can do. Well, the same thing works in a deleterious way as well. Uh, these, are, these false teachers now have exercised themselves unto evil. They've done it so often, so regularly that they're trapped. This is who they are. This is the way they see eyes full of adultery. This is the way they behave. They can't do otherwise. And even in a, a, a moment of sanity, when they're saying, I don't like this and I don't like what this is producing and I don't like how addicted I am, they can't get over it. They're cursed children. Wow. Boy, sin will take you farther than you want to go. It'll cost you more than you want to pay. It'll keep you longer than you want to stay. It's never worth it. It's never worth it. And there's a great example here among these false teachers that think they're in control, but really they are being controlled by their own self-deceptive sinful behaviors. Look at verse number 15, which have forsaken the right way. Uh, there, there came a choice on the part of all of these false teachers so there came a choice in the part of all of these people that are now so driven and so addicted by fleshy behavior, there came a choice when they forsook the right way and are gone astray. And the Bible uses the illustration of Balaam, following the way of Balaam, the son of Bosor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but was rebuked for his iniquity. Why? Remember that donkey speaking with man's voice, forbade the madness of the prophet. So uh, Peter says, let me give you a Bible example. Remember Balaam? How that Balaam was uh, uh, so intent upon cursing God's people. He was willing to take money from the king of Moab, Balak, who hired him to curse God's people. He didn't care about the thousands of potential people that would be killed. He didn't care about all the lives that he would walk all over. All he cared was, I can make big money 
by simply cursing these people. It's all about me. It's all about my covetousness. It's all about what I can get. I don't care what method I have to use. And even when God forbade him from doing that, and even when he couldn't curse God's people, remember Balaam came up with plan B. And plan B was, hey, Balak, get your daughters to marry the, the sons of the children of Israel and that that relationship, uh, their children, that will accomplish what you want to accomplish. So if you can't go that way, then we'll make an end run through a lust and the sin of the flesh. And boy, some bad things happened there. I'm not going to tell the whole story. The point is this, that these false teachers are no better. They're making all their, all, all their decisions on what's in it for me. How can I get more from me? How can I use manipulation and lies and walk on other people so that I can be bettered? It's a sad, sad life, the life of serving self. It's a sad, sad life, the life that says, I don't care about anybody but me. And ultimately, it's a life that you'll end up despising, just as these did. So I hope that helps today. Uh, we stopped in verse number 16. We'll pick it up in verse number 17 next time. Thanks for joining us. Hope you have a great day in the Lord. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.